welcome everybody to a mini episode of Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. Uh, I'm Dylan, with me as always is John. John, say hello. I'm saying hello. Faster, John. This is a mini episode. We've got to get all the content Faster. out quickly. Hello, hello. Yeah. Hello to all you That's people good. out so, there. Thank you so much for joining us. Faster, not louder, John. Um, <laughs> so uh, welcome tough. everybody. Jeez. <laughs> this is our uh, series on, we're basically wanted to make some kind of lesson focused episodes without you know having a youtube platform to do it so we are going to be talking about picking why it's important and this episode in particular is about alternate picking and yeah so john i am um, so what makes alternate picking different you know in terms of like playing style like when you think of alternate picking what do you think of are there any players are there any uh, techniques or songs that you think of when you think of alternate picking so alternate picking, just, just to be clear, if you didn't listen to the, the intro to picking episode we did, is it's simply just alternating upstrokes and downstrokes, or downstrokes and upstrokes, depending on where you start. Yeah. Um, the, it, it really sort of began to gain a little bit more prominence as a technique, kind of in the, the late 70s, early 80s. The fact is, I mean, anybody that has been using a pick has been using it in some fashion or another for a very long time. It's just, it, the idea of using it as a specific technique really began to gain a lot of traction. Part of the interest in it, of course, is the efficiency of the movement. Every time you make a downstroke, your hand has to come up to make another stroke. So instead of doing down picking all the time, having uh, the ability to alternate the picking changes it a lot. And I mean, you can see, you can see videos of even Django using alternate picking and kind of fast tremolo picking stuff. So um, there's, there's something to be said for that. The technique's been around a really long time and it wasn't until you, we started getting people like Ingve where people really started asking, how is he doing that? How is he playing so fast? And really trying to pick apart the picking technique. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a brief introduction to it. It's been around a long time. Just figure uh, the the reason why we differentiate it from something like economy picking is because of how you change strings when you are alternate picking. So, for example, if you're doing economy picking, let's say you're playing a three note per string pattern, the first string is going to be down, up, down, and then when you shift to the next string, you continue that down stroke, assuming you're going, say, from the fourth string to the third string. And so it's down, up, down, down, up, down you get those two downstrokes in a row. Where a strict alternate picking, you would be down, up, down, up, down, up. Um, go ahead and try it out, three note per string thing. Uh, it's, it's relatively simple, but this is where that differentiation really comes in. Yeah, I, I think just because of like my, my monkey brain, I think just in terms of, I, I just don't, wouldn't have the patience to sit down with economy picking exercises. I find them to be very, just in, in terms of like, because I've just been like an alternate picker straight for so long, it's really hard to to change that. Um, so I think there are like pros and cons in terms of like having, you know, being able to adapt your style or being able to just like, you know, if you're comfortable, I think the main point is like whatever you're comfortable with, just kind of go mm. with that. Yeah. And that's um, uh, yeah. When, when it comes to those two things, that's really what I try to get my students to understand is that there, there are, different ways and different things that are comfortable for different people. So if you are more apt to go with economy picking, then do that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here to kind of talk about some of the different things and differentiate what 
uh, what economy picking or shoot, I'm going to, I'm going to edit that. We're just going to hit the little edit button. We're going to come back. <laughs> One of the that. things I want, yeah, I wanted to talk about was you had mentioned last time, this idea of inside versus outside picking, because this is a thing that comes up in the discussion of alternate picking and particularly with people like Paul Gilbert in kind of the mid to late eighties, there was a lot of discussion about what's better, what's more efficient, how do we do this, that sort of thing. And I'm curious, where did you come across it? And what has been your take on it? Uh, okay, so I mean, like, my mind was blown when I was kind of told that you're basically whatever pattern you're playing, whether it's like a three note per string or like a, you know, one, you know, two note, two note, two note, you know, say if you're doing like a pentatonic five eight seven five seven five seven you know thing going up i was told by a teacher that whatever pattern you're playing should that should affect whether you start on an upstroke or a downstroke and mm. um, because it's essentially with the fulcrum of the hand um say if you're playing three notes and you play you know or, or four, no, four notes for example like the spider you're doing one two three four down up down up but then your hand is in an up position making it as far as possible as it could be from the next string. So that was really interesting. He's like, oh, start that with, like if you are learning that, start with an upstroke so that your finger, you know, that your plectrum will be angled down to the next string and it will be easier to hit. And that was like, you know, kind of a eureka moment. I remember there was one lick from, I think it was Good Times, Bad Times, um, by Led Zeppelin, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, just turn this off because this this <laughs> podcast is for you. Uh, where it was just like a really fast pentatonic lick going, just like I think just you know twelfth fret probably, twelfth fifteen, and just the pattern. I remember struggling with it because it was like uh, two notes per string, and as soon as I started playing it with an upstroke, my plectrum was actually angled down. Uh, it just changed everything and made it so much easier to play. So that was a real kind of realization. You don't always have to start in a downstroke. That was a, a big, big learning curve for me. Um, so yeah, I suppose, would you encounter that often in your teaching? Yeah, stuff? so that's, that's huge. I think when, I, I wouldn't necessarily always say, hey, start in an upstroke on this particular riff or that particular riff. But be conscious of your own picking and where you are. So if you're doing a, your alternate picking, just be aware that, hey, I'm struggling with this transition. Maybe I should try starting the whole riff on an upstroke. Maybe I should think about economy picking a particular section. So these are all tools. This is not necessarily, I would never say like, hey, you're strictly an economy picker. Don't even worry about it. Or you're strictly uh, an alternate picking person. Don't ever worry about it. I had teachers that were, strict uh alternate picking guys unless they were sweeping and so my my playing developed towards what troy grady calls an upward pick slant and that allows me you were talking about how your pick when you're doing say the spider exercise lands on the next string an upward pick slant for example in a three note per string pattern allows me to clear the string and come back in uh, on a upstroke on that on that string change that I was talking about earlier. So we have down, up, down. Yeah. Um, that upward pick slant allows me to clear that string. So you, again, one of the things I mentioned last time was just being aware of your hand position and being aware of what 
what you're doing when you're transitioning strings. And I think that's really the big thing when it comes to this debate about alternate picking versus economy picking or anything like that. But know, know what's comfortable for you to start on. If it's more comfortable to start on a downstroke, just be aware that you may have to shift something in the lick that you're trying to learn a little bit. It's, mm. The thing is, I think some people will make a lot about whether that's uh, Jimmy Page or Petrucci or Gilbert or whatever, particularly these alternate picking monsters like Gilbert mm. and Petrucci and Al Di Miola, those guys um, will do a lot of different, um, the, the, they might seem to start on one or the other lick. Ah, dang it, okay, sorry. I had an intrusion sorry, there I... and now my whole train of thought is ruined. Um, That's okay. So when you're looking at these alternate picking monsters like Petrucci, Aldi Miola, Paul Gilbert, mm -hmm. the the thought process begins to think or begins to be these guys, they're so good, they think about every pick stroke. And it's really quite the opposite, I think. They have so much muscle memory, they don't have to yes. think about the pick stroke. And so the thing is, is really for you, when you're learning one of their licks, that's really kind of the goal for you. You should be working on figuring out what works under your fingers and in your right hand in order to, to mm -hmm. play the same sort of thing and what are you comfortable with? And that might be starting on an upstroke and that might be what makes the most sense based on how you hold your pick versus how they might hold their pick. It could be very different. Um, so that's, that would that's be the point. first thing. Yeah, that would be the first thing I would say is know, know how you pick and know where to start. But again, if it's, I do recommend learning to start on upstrokes because you will find kind of a whole new lick vocabulary there in how you play yeah. and what you do yeah. with it. And as you mentioned, I, I think that's a really, that's a good idea. This idea of inside and outside picking, which is kind of where this comes from. For example, if you start on an upstroke, um, you, you kind of, uh, in, in a four note pattern on let's say two strings, if you start on that upstroke on say the third string, you have up, down, and then it's another up and then down, and that down and up back and forth, um, the, the first stroke and the last stroke kind of create this out, picking on the outside of the string versus yeah. picking on the inside of the string. This is another thing that I think I saw a lot of this come up with people like Paul Gilbert in the mid eighties. Yeah. And there was, there's, there's still this lingering mentality of, well, figure out which one's faster, figure out which one's more efficient. And again, I think, yes. and I think that's kind of a distraction. The natural shape of the lake, the natural form of how you are playing is going to kind of determine whether it's inside or outside anyway. So mm. don't go out of your way to force yourself to learn inside picking or outside yes. picking. It's just, it's how you're going to play if you're alternate picking. Uh, it changes a little yes. bit if if you're doing like an economy picking thing that changes that's whole that's entirely different but for the fact i mean any any lick that you're going to play is going to kind of shift whether it's on the inside or the outside of the string and the really what you should focus on is your hand position and be again be aware of your right hand that's the whole point of what we're doing here in the first place is be aware of your right hand so the mm. the focus on is it inside picking? Is it outside picking? I think is a little bit of a, a distraction. That's a good point. I just what you said about muscle memory there and muscle kind of strength in terms of like a player's hand. You know, I, I always think of 
the there's a, an intro like to um, oh no not even the intro like the the intro riff to uh, Cowboys from Hell by Pantera and it's the it's just this like real pentatonic you know with a bit of blues in there alternate picking riff and for ages I was like oh he's starting on an upstroke because it's a two note per string riff and I'm like no he's starting on a downstroke because it's Dimebag and he can he has the <laughs> strength yeah. to move to the next string without really thinking about it this is a guy that's been like playing guitar since he was like eight you know he just it 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 was never a thing for him so you'd see these live videos of him doing it and I'm like but surely the more effective way is to do this and you know it's it's what works for him you know he doesn't mm-hmm. really have to think about it he just grew up listening to all those Van Halen and Kiss records and that's just kind of what made his playing so yeah I think it, that that's a good point that uh, you can get too over analytical when it gets to certain you know you want everything to be the exact way that this person played it but sometimes it's just not for you um and you know i know guitar like my guitar teacher before was like because he was like a cover band guitarist and a really really good one he was like you don't you know just because mark knopfler will pick every note in this phrase doesn't mean that i have to as long as i get all the notes out there and it all sounds good you know it doesn't have to you know i will play um sultans of swing with a pick and you know not hybrid and it's just like it's it's like whatever suits me better whatever gets me learning the song quicker um is and i think that's something that guitarists can get really worked up about uh especially with like you know these frisciante disciples and everything you know if you can make it sound like it's 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 uh it can be really uh debilitating when you know, you, you're just not getting it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a really good point in terms of like every player has their own style. So in terms of like, just, just, to, just to go into a little bit more, if there were any guitar players that you would recommend, you know, because we all know the exercises and the, the internet is full of exercises to learn. But in terms of, I think that learning music and learning riffs, um, you know, we talked about Paul Gilbert's Scarified before on the show. It's a great alternate picking riff to learn. In terms of players, like if a, if a guitarist wants to improve their licks in terms of an alternate picking style uh what are there any players that you go to to recommend um my lineage is coming down from like albi miola and john petrucci stuff so that's yeah. going to be the first place all point people and go go check out some albi miola he's got uh, he actually has a picking techniques book i don't know if it's still in print i've got a copy of it um but there's some good stuff in there particularly the intro to casino just because of how it combines chords, how it combines alternate picking across multiple strings, and mm. there's the, the the kind of melodic run that he does in there. It's all triplets, and it's his, you know, signature palm muted kind of run on the top two strings, on the the high E and the B string, and that's a that's a really good technique to try to nail down is palm muting <laughs> at that high speed. You kind yes. The sound. Uh, it's yeah. it's a fun thing to play around with, um, and John Petrucci too. As he has a lot of, I mean, oh, there's so many of them that you could pull out. Yeah. One lick though, I think that was instrumental for me to work on was the beginning of. There's a riff. It's in the key of A. At and it's it's just it's a descending A major scale in groups of six which is nice and even for your downstroke yes. and upstrokes and changing yes. strings. But it's a, it is, again, a good descending exercise. It's uh, from the intro to 
The song is called Overture 1928 from their Metropolis album. So um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. It's a really fast run, but it's a good one for that. There's a few exercises that I would also recommend that you could check out. Hopefully we'll have some of them up on our Patreon here. If you haven't already, please go check out our Patreon page. We do have our first part of the intro to picking guide up. We'll have a couple more and we'll have a few things here uh, that if you go ahead and contribute a couple extra bucks, we've got a few exercises that you'll be able to access as well, just to kind of help with your alternate picking and get some more ideas there. So definitely check that out. Uh, beyond that, though, that's that's my take on it. As far as yours, like what were the big things that helped you to develop your alternate picking? I think it was just learning songs and riffs and, you know, sitting down with some because I think alternate picking, I think usually metal because it's, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you do have like Metallica and Megadeth, which are real down picking focus. But in terms of like if you go to say like Slayer or Lamb of God or these yeah. big trash guys. Uh, they're like it's just these really fast alternate picking runs ashes of the wake you know these these big riffs um redneck but lama god are my guys like i really really love that kind of groove because it's all heavy but it's all it's kind of it's very intricate and mm -hmm. very like spidery sort of uh harmonic minor licks and riffs which i really really enjoy uh and if you look at chris adler he's got the weirdest way of picking he's just yes. he uses like his whole hand it's like a little claw and um, every video you watch where it's him playing it's true all the youtube all the youtube comments are like what is up with chris uh, not chris adler is is it his brother chris adler is a drummer give me one second this is gonna drive me crazy willie adler sorry willie adler yeah um yeah so yeah he's a uh, for our listeners start screaming into the abyss i will acknowledge that i got the wrong adler brother there um yeah so and apart from that i think one really kind of fiendishly difficult i mean like it, it doesn't sound like it because it's a very musical you know frusciante is a very good alternate picker mm -hmm. um in terms of like that kind of world and i you know i don't know if you know the song parallel universe by the red actually peppers but it's yeah. it's like it's it's just like a consistent uh 16th note thing and it's just constantly going and i think for i don't know if he's if he's muting it but it's just so controlled and it goes across all the different strings and yeah it's it's a great one even like flea basically doubles what he's doing or harmonizes it please playing a pick with a pick for like the first time ever so that's a good one and i think that snow hail is a alternate picking riff as well and so i think that mm. like Fushanti does have some really really good stuff there and apart from that i mean stack wild is who I kind of think of, he's got these crazy alternate picking passages in his solos um, with Black Label Society. Uh, just yes. really, really sped up pentatonic stuff. Um, but, you know, he, it's funny, like, he talks about the differences between him and Dimebag, because Dimebag was much more of a legato guy when it came to the solos. But Zach Wilde picks every note um, and has always been known to. And he's a really good one to check out. Even if you check out the old, like, uh, Randy Rhodes solos, you know, where Randy would have, like, used a lot of legato, Zach Wilde will take it and make it his own by just constantly up, down, up, down. And it's something that he said that even when he was done with a gig, he would go back and practice with the metric know just to have that style so yeah it's a it's he's a great alternate picker to check out as well um also if you're looking for the blues world gary moore really really cool um kind of uh, just fast lightning fast blues licks uh he's a great 
he's got a really really strong right hand um, yeah, so yeah. that's that, that's my two cents on it. Those are the guys that I like when it comes to uh, this kind of playing. Um, I mean, like in future, we'll probably talk about sweeping and hybrid, um, which in particular I know a bit more about, but it's cool to get your perspective on what people can do. And there's just, I mean, if you want to learn anything about picking, the first place I'd go to is Troy Grady's Cracking the Code series because it's fun to watch and it's super informative and uh, it's way better than it should be. <laughs> Yes, um, it, is, yeah. it is pretty lengthy for, for what that's worth, but it is it is worth going through all of it. Um, what was cool about Troy's stuff is just the insight I gained in my own picking when I came across it and things that I've, I've done for years, I didn't realize I was doing until I came across this. And he, he was able to put a name to it and help me communicate better about it as well. So great. Okay, cool. It, it, shout out to yeah. Troy Grady. <laughs> Yes, one of the first guests to ever be on our podcast. We are eternally grateful. Um, go way, way back <laughs> to listen yes. to that. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's it, John. I think we've covered everything that people know need to know about alternate picking. People never there need to go. listen to another podcast or consume any other piece of content. Also, I will shout out Bernd Bottega's um, uh, YouTube series on picking. He has some really, really great exercises if you're looking to uh, improve yes absolutely yes sweet okay well friends we will be doing hybrid next time or john we said we're going to do hybrid sweeping maybe string skipping and economy economy economy. yes of course yeah for our economical listeners and sweet so uh, that is us look up for we have information um you know if you want to hit us up on uh, sharpenthatx at gmail.com we are on instagram and facebook and we uh, also have a Patreon, which John mentioned, that you can also check out. Excellent. That's Until next, yeah, great. Until next time, friends. Stay sharp.